looking for a podcast about nothing, then you are definitely in the right spot. Join Ross Peterson and Mark Charter each week as they discuss life, current events, and the things you are not allowed to talk about at work. Okay, hang on, because here we go. This is Ross and Mark, Jump the Shark. Jump the Shark is sponsored by Charterhouse Real Estate. Charterhouse can help you save thousands when you sell, and we can help you buy your next home as well. Google Charterhouse to see hundreds of great reviews or learn more about us at charterhouseiowa.com. Now here is the show. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. Wait for uh, it. Wait for what? Wait. Oh. oh, I know whose birthday. Special birthday today. Yes. Happy birthday. I'll give you a couple of clues. Birthday, Ready? Happy, happy birthday to you. This person. Happy birthday. I can't wait. Happy birthday. I can't wait. Happy, happy birthday to you. I know you like this part. Hold on. I want to do something special for you. It's your birthday and you're special too. So you are I special. Some guonks from the outer guonk zoo. I, they honk and squonk. I bought her a guonk. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. All right, Ross, here's your clues. This woman birthed my children and introduced me to crack cocaine. Happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday to you. Do you, do you I'm know? I'm glad that that, I, I was afraid of where your. Uh, I'm going to give you some hints. I, I was really afraid of, you know, I woke up next to this lady and something like that. But I, that, you did that. That's very classy, to, even with the crack cocaine reference, which I don't believe at all. I woke up next to this lady one day and she looked at me in the eyes and she said, I love anal. <laughs> Is that where you thought I was going? No. It's she not true. She eyes. doesn't. She looked at me in the eyes and she said, I just, I just outed her. Let's, she doesn't. Let's, let's, let's ruin this life together, the two of us. Yeah. Have three kids. Let's burn it up. Do this thing. Happy birthday to the Happy wife. Happy birthday to Katie Charter. She's, she's, uh, is this the part where we tell the age? No. I forget. Is it women, they like that or they don't? Like that? <laughs> you forget that part of it, do you? I forget, I forget uh, man. Worked with a, a brilliant broadcaster for a while, Jan Michelson, and our birthday, we shared the same birthday on June 21st. You just pissed off our liberal listeners. Yeah, sorry, guys. Already? Yeah, I didn't agree with him either a lot of times. Okay. Uh, but he was still a great guy and a beautiful and a beautiful human. Beautiful man. Beautiful, beautiful human. He was a beautiful human. He, um, uh, he hated talking about birthdays and he hated talking about especially if you're going to talk about your birthday don't mention your age because it's just a reminder that we're all getting older and that you know death is looming and that we're all racing towards the grave and yeah. just don't, 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 grim just, reaper is yeah. waiting it's so it's okay to say happy birthday celebration here we go it's another trip day. around the sun man. it is absolutely i love that term you know congrats for some reason putting that number on it makes it feel dark and even if that number is certain, certain numbers. I mean, I'm okay. I'm like 34. I'm 42. I think I'm going to really start to, when I'm on the uh, opposite side of the forties, if I start heading towards 50, that's going to really suck. I can still tell myself I'm on the early side of 40. I feel like we talked about this. You didn't have, I, I really genuinely had some sort of like midlife crisis between 35 and 40. I haven't had it. Um, somebody told me the other day, um, they asked how my day was going. I said lovely, and they said you kind of answer that way all the time. And the reality is, yeah, most of my days are good. Yeah, I and mean, I don't, I don't have a lot to complain about. 
I don't. I work with amazing people. <laughs> I think he's talking about us, guys. There's several of them in the room. Nobody gives a I en- crap. I enjoy Look what I do how. for a living. I enjoy Look the people I work with. They could I, not have cared they, less. N- 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 there's three of them in here right now. None of them gave a reaction to that whatsoever. Whatever. You know so, what? I don't care how they feel about me. I like working with them. I enjoy them. I think they're good people. Um, got kids. Got a got a house. Got a car. Got you know, air in my lungs as Jack Dawson would say in Titanic. So not a lot to complain about, Ross. I don't know. You want me to give you a list? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ross, t- let's. So we're gonna devote the next twenty-seven uh, minutes. We're gonna do a short one here today. To uh, why your life sucks. Okay. Yeah. Go. Right. Right. Go. Um, um, no, I got a question for you. There were a couple. Th- right there were a couple things that. I was going to ask about. Um, yep. Then we'll recap our fantastic night last night at trivia. How we blew it. Oh, we were man. in Bondurant last night together. Um, somebody was asking me the other day. I, I can't know. I don't remember what side you're on, but I love these these absolutely trivial topics. Okay or not okay to take a pee pee in the shower. That was uh, Terrell. Who, she, but she was okay and with Chad, it, right? Yeah, she was okay with it. Chad Harris, our, one of our lenders from Fidelity, was the guy that was in the room here yeah. that was completely opposed to it. Uh, Chris Williams, who used to do the podcast, well, I do, do a show with every day. Chris is completely opposed to peeing in the shower. Uh, I am. I have absolutely no problem with it. I've done enough real plumbing, literal plumbing in my life yeah. to know that it's going the same spot. It's going to the exact same place, and and and, and pee in the and, toilet, pee in the shower. Yeah, yeah. The you're you're yeah. T- traditionally the 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 usual setup is that your your shower will go into the pipe that your yeah. your toilet goes into, or your toilet will will, yeah. will do one of those. So it's not. So the general theory for those that would not within feet say it's gym. say it's okay is that they would assume that they're walking on. I think pee pee, which so I which I what happened, So I, think, I do. So you're you're a shower peer. Yeah. I'm a shower peer. Yes, and I usually get in. I sit under the water for or stand. It's a shower um, for a couple minutes, maybe just to kind of like acclimate and enjoy the the hot water. And then if I have to pee, I pee. But after that, now I, I don't I don't try to hit walls, Ross. Like I pee in the drain. Yes, or towards the drain. Yes. Then I get soap out. Yep. And then I get shampoo out, uh-huh. all of which runs down my body, yep. into that same past drain. my feet, into the drain. Yep. By the into, time, by the time, the sh- right, by the way, another part, important part of this is into what ironically is called a pee trap. Pee trap. Where, but the but the more water that goes into that pee trap, the less urine is then in there. It's so watered down anyway. And by the way, you're talking about pee, which yeah. can you you can literally drink. But if this is like, so. If this was CSI, Ross, though, if if if, if I take take my morning pee pee in the shower, yeah, then I soap up, yeah, I shampoo up, yep. By the time my shower is done, nothing left. Is in there that any thing. trace nothing of pee at all. left? Nope. You know where that pee is? It's all that. It's in the same spot that if you would have peed in the toilet and flushed it down. The so drain. basically, the people that have problems with this, it's fake news. They're just they're no, just complaining. I get to complain. it. No, 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 no. I, I, they see this is what I was trying to get to. They're, they they act like I, you have said, yeah, I pee in the kitchen sink. What's the problem? They act like you have said, I poop in the shower, yeah. or I peed on the I pee on the dishes like that. They react like, oh my god, that's so gross. I'm sure some people have pooped in the shower. It's called a hangover, probably, and they're <laughs> just messed up. And- I don't want. Your waffle stomp. Wait, KK was saying something off in the distance. You know someone that did that? Travis oh, is, uh, Travis is we're gonna out. We we're gonna, gonna out Mike. Mike. I wasn't gonna say his name again, but good luck, Mike. Mike took a dump in the shower, and then he had to wa- and then he had to waffle stomp it down the drain. What? Oh, we don't even want to repeat that. That's gross. I hope that 
Yeah. That's disgusting. We just Who's made this. Why does KK make this podcast so uncomfortable? Why does KK know. make life so uncomfortable? I do not. I, I honestly don't know of any guy that I that has said to me they pooped in a shower. I'm sure I know one, but I don't know that they broadcast it. Now, the Ross, you know, it, you know a character or a, a, a band of characters. I do. You know? I got a pretty. Yeah, I've. I've learned Anybody jump into mine? That's I've, a shower pooper. Uh, I'm going to guess that one of my buddies has probably done the, uh, trust a fart in the shower yeah. thing. It's a little different than intentional. But, but I think if I were to pose this to my friends, like, Hey guys, yeah. anybody ever crapped in the shower and had to, had to get rid of the evidence? I would imagine one of my buddies would say, actually. I guess I understand it. Maybe if you're in there and you feel there sick or something. One time. I think you hit on the head with like the, the hangover thing. I could totally see it. Never done it, but I could see a time where it was like, oh, I just don't feel good. But you, like you, Mark, I, I'm to the point, like if I get out of bed, first thing I do is get in the shower. I mean, it is, I put my glasses on, walk upstairs and I'm in the shower. Yeah. But if in that process I have to pee, I don't, I don't pee before I get in the shower. Even if I wake up, it and seems I'm like, like a little bit of a waste. It is a, it's a, a, total a wasted waste. step, a total waste. Like when you talk about how you'll stand in there for a few minutes, kind of let the water warm up and hit you. There's times when I'm peeing as the water's coming out of that out of the yeah. shower head. Now, one of the best parts about um, well, we'll just call it Ankeny. All the, this isn't everywhere in Ankeny, but it's, we're talking about my house, so I'm just building up the dream for you, so you can move up here eventually. <laughs> is because I know you live in an older house, right? So I'm 19th, guessing 19th, I'm, I'm guessing there's some pipe issues and things like yep. that. Correct oh me if god. I'm wrong. Oh my god! When we turn on our water, yeah. it's instantly hot. We have instant hot water at our house. Now I'm not exactly sure why or what's happening there, or whatever. But there's never a cold moment. KK is talking to me. Why? Okay. Wait, not important. I, I'm very curious as to how that is. Ben, see, he, he has instant hot water. That seems wild to me that the hot water is already at the tap. It's still amazing to me so that, to that, 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 that the water sitting in that line doesn't cool in some no. way. No. I mean, you turn on the water, you can immediately get into it. That's wild. Immediately get yeah, into it. Uh, yes. So you're right. Sometimes our water seems too hot versus too cold. We're trying to cool it down for cold water. Yeah. And it's warm. It, it, it takes longer to get cold water than it does to get hot at that, our house. Man, that is wild. Because even my shower, even my the shower that I built like in the in the old yeah. attic of the house is directly above the yeah. hot the, so the water heater. KK was on to something. She mentioned something about separate lines, right? Separate PEX lines or whatever. Yeah. If you're in the older one, that's where you get the don't flush the toilet because you'll scald somebody, right? That doesn't happen at our house. I, absolutely. You have the, the manifold runs a dedicated line to every yeah. individual yeah. thing. Because that yeah. used to be the thing. Yeah. And, then, and then the shower that in the bathroom that I built, that is a thing. The cold water comes up to the bathroom, the yep. supply breaks off for the toilet, yep. and then goes up to the shower. So if you're in the shower and you flush the toilet or use the bidet, yeah, then it will then that will should use, pull the <laughs> everybody should use. That will pull the cold water from the shower. So how long does it take your shower to heat up before you get in? That, this is what's wild, Mark. Even with my my shower is like I bet it's I bet it's fourteen feet of copper. From the water heater to that shower that's yeah. in the old attic. It's yeah. directly above the water heater. Okay. And it still takes 10 seconds. I mean, you, when you turn it on, you're not going to get warm water yeah. because that water has sat in that line yeah. that whole time. It doesn't matter that, the, that it's not necessarily a dedicated line because that water, in theory, is. That water has been sitting in that dedicated spot ready for that tap to open up to pour. 
It's from the hot water heater, but in the time that it, in the, in the hours between yeah. the last time that thing was run and it's sitting inside of those copper pipes, I wonder if the copper has something to do with it. Now, these are the little things in life. It's the little things that, that make you happy. I'll give you a, de- a, a definition that's really weird about me about the little things in life. Okay. But this is one of those. The little things is I turn on the water right in, right? It's a little thing that makes people happy. I was given a specific example of one. My wife was laughing at me the other day about something that makes me happy. And it's not, it's it, it, typically the answer is, well, you know what makes me happy is money. It's the smaller things. And here's a perfect example of that. I came into the bedroom with my gallon of milk, which I normally do. Um, I just carry milk around. That's how I roll. And I said, you know what makes me happy is when I go to the fridge, it's later at night, okay? I, it's, it's part of the night where I don't want to have to go back out to the kitchen if I don't want to, Right. So I'll go to the kitchen, I'll grab the gallon of milk out of the fridge and the quantity that's left in the milk jug is enough that makes me happy. It's the amount of milk I want, but it's not so much that I'm going to have to go back out to the fridge to return it. So when I'm done with it, when I'm done with it, I can just chuck the thing on the floor and then I'll pick it up in the morning and throw it, throw it away. I put the cap back on, by the way put the cap back on but it's that little thing it's that <laughs> moment when i open the fridge and i see the quantity the, the of milk and i'm like that's amount perfect milk. amount of milk for what i need boy you and i do right live, now I, we live different lives but uh there there's one you're allowed to drink milk lemonade i i love i i drink lemonade a lot and so that would be the one thing that i will drink out of the if i open the fridge and there's that perfect amount it's like oh i was gonna have a couple chips and that much lemonade perfect yeah yeah but I don't think I necessarily chuck it onto the floor and go. It's not, I'm not tomorrow. Yeah, it's like I'm, Manana. I'm, I'm tired. I'll deal with it tomorrow. My wife, my wife doesn't like that, but sometimes I do it because the dog likes to play with the milk carton. Yeah, he likes to bat it around a little right. bit. Another one would be. Um, I'm curious if you can come up with one. Simple pleasures. We're calling them simple pleasures. When you go um, summer, when it's really hot out, like really hot, and you walk into an air conditioned house, and you get that immediate cool sense of cool and yep. like, oh god it feels good in here you know that's that's one for me that i that i really like um not so much this year because i haven't done it but when i get on get in the car just in time for the start of a cubs game yeah i hear pat hughes the beginning of a chicago game. cubs baseball is on the air he's getting older man yeah but he's i still like pat that hughes call. We, we knew when we were kids is he i still like uh that. the uh, mark there i like the things that come to my mind are when you get done mowing the lawn or you get done raking the leaves or you get done. I don't, I don't know what either one of those is like. Shut up. <laughs> I don't now. Oh man. I used to trust me. I used to Ross. There is a, Oh, I can't wait for them real estate checks to start rolling in bigger where you can eliminate those things from your life. Oh, uh, in a few years you can be I like oh, raking, raking the leaves. Oh, what an idiot. Oh crap. Yeah, Mark. There, dude. Is, nobody likes raking leaves. There, you Come are, on. There is a mowing. Yes, there's people that like mowing. Therapeutic. Raking leaves. Yes, there is something. It's not the raking, Mark. It's the finishing. It's the, it, it's the accomplishing a job. It, 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 like getting done and looking back and going, wow, look at what I did here in the last hour of my life. Yeah, you I get to do that over and over and over again in a real estate deal. I just help someone buy a freaking house. I, lo- I get that, and I love that. You're asking about the simple pleasures, the little things, mm-hmm. and I and th- to me, those like those jobs completed are part of that. Where you go, oh, cool! I get to breathe a little bit easier now. You know, cleaned up this area. This looks nicer now. Something like that. 
The yard looks great. I would I would have said like when you when you get for your fresh sheets back on the bed, and that first time you oh my gosh that's like heaven. I love my mattress too. We have like this big. I have a very comfortable bed. Pillow top. I, I do king. like I do like the bed. The fresh sheets is way more a wife thing. She cares way more about that. I, there's something about I like it just is. I don't I, like I, the hard tuck at the bottom. No. So I'll, she'll do that, right? That's how you make the bed, and then yeah. I'll get in, and I'll start doing some kicking yeah. to loosen that up. I don't like to feel like I'm in prison when I sleep. We have big dogs, so a lot of times dirt, crumbs, debris finds its way into our bed. So maybe that's what I like is that, no, that, no dirt that and one debris. day of knowing that I don't have anything in the bed that I'm going to... You roll over in the morning to feel something. Like, oh, you do, yeah, that? all the time. Like, what isn't against my leg here? And you reach down there, and that's a... It's a bone. Something like that, oftentimes, yeah, a Jenga piece. Dog bone. Our current life situation is uh, we've got a dog named Kirby who is a um, something. Drawing a blank on what Kirby is. Uh, He's a cute little dog. Kirby's Kirby's not going to hear this. What is Kirby? He's what? King Charles. Charles, Thank you. King Charles Cavalier. Very cute. But he's got a little teddy bear that's his friend. And Kirby humps the shit out of that thing right in front (laughs) of us. I mean, he has hardcore intercourse with this thing, and we just watch him thrusting away. And there's just something funny about it. There always will be. I will never be old enough where I think that's not funny anymore, ever. And he does it right in front of us, and he looks at us and goes back to it, does it some more. And he's not, he's not even making contact with the bear at all. But he's making eye contact with you, isn't he? <sighs> Sadly. <laughs> yeah. He is, but he's aggressive, man. He's an aggressive humper. Uh, like it's it's just f- so funny how that's just innate. He's been neutered. Dude, he's he's the, never the, he's never had sex in his life. We have he doesn't two, know what it's like. We have two female dogs that do that to each other. They get on top of each other and they do the 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 dog humping. Yeah, you have lesbian s- dogs. S- you know, severely arched back. It is just a dominance thing. And it's not a it's not a horny. It's not a it's not a sexualized thing. It's like a it's a domination thing. And they're dominating each other. Yeah, they, I mean, they're wrestling. They're, they're wrestling and fighting. And then when one gets the better hand, that's kind of like the Which one of the two is the butch? Which one? You got one? Well, the puppy right now is, gonna, is getting big. Yeah. Uh, Tate's a great Pyrenees, so mm-hmm. she's going to get giant. Yeah. So right now, Tate's figuring out how to use those big limbs and get under hooks. And We were having a debate the other day speaking about dogs. I don't know. I think you chimed in. We looked it up, but I'm still not sold on this. We were talking about what breed of dog is Scooby-Doo? Yeah, this is a great question. What breed of dog is Scooby-Doo? And I asked, so I asked my wife. I went home and asked my wife. Because in my mind, I've got a picture of Scooby-Doo in my head. Yeah. Okay? The picture in my head does not match the breed of dog. I can't explain it any other way than that. It just doesn't make sense in my head what this dog is. So So I went home and asked, asked my wife. What breed is Scooby-Doo? And she gave the right answer based on what the internet is saying. I still have some questions, though. All right. So I think we're going to, I think we can, we can decipher the problem. Describe Scooby-Doo to me. He is a big, floppy-footed, floppy-eared, I thought, Mm. brown dog Mm -hmm. with some dark spots Mm -hmm. on him. And he says, whoa, whoa. Yep. Okay, you just described what I thought Scooby-Doo was also. But even with all that being said, if I had said that and then you said, well, what breed is he? I would have been like, I don't know. Some sort of hound dog? Hound dog, maybe. Because of the ears, right? Yeah. 
what were we wrong about? His ears don't flop. His apparently. ears aren't floppy. His ears are pointed and they're short, and that describes. I a great, thought he was a floppy-eared son I did of a bitch. Too. And I, I did too. I thought the same thing. And floppy ears would be big, giant floppy ears would make me think some sort of hound dog. I mean, I'm looking, at, I'm, looking at, I'm looking at a picture right now. But he's but he, even this picture, Ross, Dane, very much this, a great Dane. This picture to me does not look like Marmaduke. Now, if you said name a famous cartoon Great Dane, are people saying Scooby Doo and they're no. not saying Marmaduke? No, Marmaduke would absolutely absolutely be the first one. Uh, it's probably a racist thing because Marmaduke is 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 white and Scooby. I mean, Scooby Doo just looks goofy. That's the part that he's just got a goofy look yeah. on his face. But I his ears are not floppy. I don't know why both of us were both, thinking the, that. And they that are. was so when the converse. That's that's why it's a really fun conversation because when you when you think of Scooby Doo, I think most people think of Scooby Doo like we do. We think of him as having floppy ears and just being a big goof. Like, yes. like a hound dog. <laughs> right. Part of it is because of how he sounds. He sounds like an idiot. That's right. And and Great Danes sound regal. Yes. Did Marmaduke ever talk? No. He was a cartoon strip. No, but I just mean, you know, if I when I imagine what a Great Dane talks like, he kind of sounds like Thurston Hall. Talks like this. All right, here you go. That's a great. Name. I want you to describe that's what this. You, that's what I'm you looking, sound I'm like looking at this Dane. picture. I just love picking your brain on stuff like okay. this. Okay. All right. So we've got. Uh, uh, Velma, yes, Velma, Velma or no, Thelma? Thelma. Are we sure? I need to look this up. We're talking about it. I need to figure this. Wait, out. maybe it is Velma. Uh, Daphne. We know Daphne. Daphne. Shaggy. Yeah. yeah, and the pimp who is uh, God, we're wow, old, stupid man. man. What was his name? We're both drawing a blank. It probably this. still is. Scooby Doo, Scooby Doo cast. You know what I love about this moment? People that are listening to this are They're screaming, screaming at, it. at the how stupid it's they are. It's Carl, you Fred. Are. Fred. Fred Jones. Um, and let me see the well, other one. Daphne. Da- hold on. Daphne. Uh, yeah, I was right. Velma. Yeah. Velma Dinkley. Okay. Velma was the one that was a little bit frumpy. Now, here's the right, thing. Right. All right. Here's. The, yeah. From, eh, you can say that. All right. So here's a picture of them. Okay. Yeah. So you just hop in a van. You're hitchhiking on the road. You hop in a van. With these four and Scooby-Doo, yeah. uh, you ride with them for an hour, and I get out and I say, describe what those people were like. How are you describing these these people? Uh, I'm going to say, man, that dude that was driving Fred, he seemed a little bit preppy for me. I mean, he was... Uh, I mean, for God's sakes, he was, uh, he's got the collared shirt poking out. Yeah. Oh, no, be, beyond that, here's his regular. Uh, he's wearing an ascot. So the ascot kind of threw me off a bit, and I realized this guy's probably uh, just eccentric and maybe a little bit too eccentric for my liking. Yeah. Uh, Velma seemed like my kind of uh, a freak there. She's kind of she was kind of hanging out with me in the back seat and giving me these weird eyes. We had some really intellectual conversations. Does does Velma like your type? I think you know what Velma I mean by that. Velma definitely likes. You mean skinny nerds? No, I do not. What do you mean? I mean males? Oh, absolutely. Okay. You are misreading that situation. Oh, okay, friend. that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, Velma is yeah yeah the 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 knee high socks are supposed to tell you something there. Velma gives me a peppermint yeah. patty vibe, a little bit, a little bit. Like they would like each other if you well, know what I mean. So this is I, I think that, that you're you're missing out on the fun part of this conversation, man. Because that other gal that was up front next next to Fred, Daphne, uh, Daphne was her name. Yeah, she was so cute and adorable, and you could tell that her and Fred kind of had a thing for each other. But I think that Velma is the Velcro that brings that all together. I think that, that, that Velma, you know, neither one of Fred and Daphne, they just seemed a little bit too reserved 
to actually pull the trigger on anything. Cut loose. Have fun. Velma knows how to talk to both of them. And so what I noticed happened was every time we stopped somewhere, this dog and the stoner, we'd sneak off to go get high in the weeds together. And those three would go do their own thing, and they always seemed pretty happy when they came back. So uh, they got their own agenda. I don't know, man. You asked me. To, I, I was only with them for a short period of time. Shaggy's right? your boy, though. Oh, that dog was awesome. And Shaggy. Doggy, Shaggy's, Shaggy's a stoner. Well, yeah. I mean, Shaggy and I, we... Zoinks! As soon as I got in the car, it was like, wait a minute. Zoinks, I know, Scoob! I know, I know you. You know me. We did the Spider-Man thing. It was like, wait a minute. We're the same. Yeah. He would like, he'd be a friend of Pass Pass Give. Yeah, man, he's got some killer weed. Puff Puff, he's Puff Puff some, Give. And every he, time he takes that hit, he says zoinks. Every, he zoinks. Has, he got some killer weed because you hear the dog talk. Did you, so ever, did, the did you ever watch the real version of this, the movie? Uh, yeah, it had... Um, Matthew Lillard played Shaggy. That's, Fre- Fred was played by Freddie Prinze Jr. You're going to have to slow down here for me, man. The dude that you, the first name you said. Yeah, Matthew Lillard. He was the guy that was in Mask. Or, or, or the not scream, mask. scream. Thank he you. He was Jeez. one of the two guys in the it original. Was the, that was one of the killers. Yeah, correct. Okay, okay. Matthew Lillard. Yeah. Um, and Freddie Prince Jr. Freddie Prince the- Jr. Which we are, we're the same age. When you were growing up, was she's all that a thing that people watch that movie? He's the he's the jock at the school. He drives the yellow uh, Land Land Rover Defender ninety, which I still want to this day. It's it's a badass car. Um, and then it's the, the the saga that's been told a million times. A bet is made. He has to turn the ugly girl into the prom queen within a certain amount of oh time. And, of course, you can already tell that the only reason the ugly girl's ugly is because they've given her a pair of glasses. Um, and after, you know, she's obviously beautiful the whole time. But they're trying to pass her off as ugly. That's kind of how that story always goes. You know? No? Nothing? Never seen it? Never seen it. No interest at all. Don't like Freddie Prince Jr., it, the only movie that I've liked that was uh, there's been a couple movies that are in that genre that I that I think we could talk about that are decent. I won't comment on this one because I've never seen it. If I have, it didn't certainly didn't stand out to me. And I don't know about the Yellow Land Rover. I haven't seen it any more than probably ten times. So, <laughs> just you know to clarify, um, the the one that is of that time frame that I liked that was kind of like that. Maybe maybe it wasn't even that. In fact, I think it might have been the reverse. What was the, oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank on all these movies. There was one in that era. It was like, uh, had a had a great soundtrack. I'm going to need a little bit more than I that. I know you are. Yeah, had a really smoking hot chick, and they did the same thing to her. Like, she wore glasses, and then she took the glass off, and she was a smoking hottie. And the nerd that had always liked her was trying um, trying like hell to, to, to impress her. And then they had a big party at the end of their senior year, and he's, his plan is he's going to like woo her at the party. She's what was uh, you uh, said she's all that was the name of yours. You're you're vaguely describing something like Encino Man. You know? Yeah, a little bit. Of this. You know, I'm like, huh. Okay, what was the one? When you're we also were- describing Pretty in Pink with Ducky. Right, right. She gets him at the end of the dance. Yeah, uh, yeah, but that's way earlier. So you weren't talking about that one. Um, What's the one from when we were kids that had McDreamy in it? Had uh, oh yeah, he does the African dance. It's really really popular. Yeah, yep. um, something love in the title. Can't buy me love. Can't buy me love. Yeah, that was a big one. He does some ridiculous dance and it becomes popular at the school. Um, my wife liked that one a lot. That that particular movie. I can't believe I'm drawing a blank on this other one. It's not. It wasn't. She's all that. It wasn't Freddie Prince Jr. And I can't think of any of the actors. And oh, Seth Green was in it. I'll look it up that way. Um. Oh. Uh. Can't hardly wait. 
Can't hardly wait. Was it? Yeah, that that's exactly the one. Barry Manilow tries to call it. There you go. Right? Yeah, that's it. That's the one. Yeah, I've got to um, uh, riff for a second because I got a stat I got to ask you okay. about that I saw the other day, but I got to find it here. Got to dig. Um, you could talk about how we blew trivia last night. Man, that was awful. Went to reclaimed rails. Got invited out to be a part of uh, a team that has a pretty good record out there at reclaimed rails. Mark's dad and one of his buddies. And then Mark's brother, Eric, who's a really smart guy, uh, they, they go out to reclaim rails from time to time and, and do trivia, and they usually do well in trivia. Probably uh, 14 teams, something like that, around there. Yep. Um, it's an interesting format to the trivia. I really liked it. There is only one question per category, so it's not like if you, you, know, you have somebody who's a scientist with you, you're going to dominate the science category. You get one question. And then the... Game is divided up into two different parts. So you have 10 questions under 10 different categories in the first part of the game. And then the second part of the game replicates that, 10 more questions. You get to put point values on how much you, how, how confident you are. But then at the end of the second round, there's like a final Jeopardy type of round. You can risk up to 30 points. Right. You can risk some of your points and try to make up some big ground yep. in this. Um, so at the end of the first game, at the, as we turned the corner, if you will. We did uncharacteristically poor. We were really and bad. The main, the main reason was we went eight points. You can go one through ten. We went eight points on something that we thought we were sure of, and we missed it. I don't even remember which question it was. Oh, Mark, this is actually why we ended up making such a comeback in the second half, because that that answer was Leonard Fournette, and it ended up being correct. Oh, yeah, yeah. They said it was wrong, and then it was so, right. So, yeah, yep. right. So, the yeah, we had an answer correct that we were initially at that at the halfway point. It was thought to be a wrong answer, yep. and we were in, like, 11th place of yep. the 14 teams. Yep. Second half, we find out that the Fournette answer is correct. That gives us an eight-point jump. We hit our stride in that second half. I think we missed maybe two or three questions, and they were all one, two, and three-point values. We put nothing on them. Yep. And we surged from 11th to 1st. We were in first place going into the final Jeopardy portion of the, of the category, of the, of the round of the, of the night. Now, the category pops up. And Mark's dad had already decided we were going to wager 26 points because there was a team that was five points behind us. Yep. So we knew they were going to bet 30. We could bet. If we 26. get it right, we win the game. Get it right, we win the game. Easy peasy Japanese. Yep. Right? Category comes up. And it is. Again, we're sitting with two guys that are in their 60s. Eric Charter, who's a grandpa Seven, now. 70s. They're in their They're 70s. In their 70s. Yeah. Uh, Eric Charter, who's a grandpa now. He's 51. Uh, and Mark, who doesn't really watch cartoons. And, Correct. And the category is 21st century animated television shows. Yes. All lies turn to me. Yes. And actually, and, I'm, and I am pretty confident in this. I mean, it was one of those things where we, as, as a collective, the four of us, not you, had zero chance. Zero. To get this yep. right. None. Now, I love South Park, Futurama, Bob's Burgers. I mean, I could go on and on. The Simpsons... Family Guy, love them I, to like the point that I'm confident in trivia with these. And I yep. thought, here we go, guys. I we got a shot with this thing. And the flip in question pops up, and it's ridiculous. Besides Ben Ten, which I had never heard of, neither did I. Cartoon Network had four original programs that aired over 200 episodes. Yeah, name two of those four. Yeah. Well, long story short, we came up with only one original Cartoon Network show, and that one that we came up with didn't get to 200 episodes. 
when they put the four answers on the board, not only did we never heard of Ben 10, we'd never heard of three of the others. Yep. The one we had heard of was Teen Titans Go. Teen Titans Go, thank you. Was the one that I had actually heard of. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it just seemed like a weird question. It was a weird question. I wish we could even remember the answers for it, but I honestly don't even remember what they were. You always think, oh, something will ring a bell. The one that we guessed, the one that we guessed that was closest to... It was an actual Cartoon Network original program. Was Space Ghost Coast to Coast? I knew Space Ghost from when I was growing up. Yep, Space Ghost. Right. So Space Ghost Coast to Coast was like Space Ghost hosting a late night talk show. He was like a Jay Leno, Johnny Carson type of figure. Yeah. And it was it was just I mean it was like almost adult humor. Yeah. Really funny. I thought it was amazing, but it didn't get to two hundred episodes. All right. Total change of subject before we get you out of here because we we have a short one today. Oh yeah. Um, my brother actually posted this the other day, but I wanted your take. You always have interesting takes. Okay, here was the stat he posted. The chances of getting divorced are 60% higher if the wedding costs more than 20000 bucks. The chances of getting divorced rise by 30% if the engagement ring costs between 2000 and 4000 as opposed to between five hundred and 2000 uh, and I don't know if it gets ab- above 4000 and what it does, but obviously higher ring, higher rate of divorce, more expensive wedding, higher rate of divorce. He, he quoted a, an economist as figuring this out. So what we're going to, for the purposes of this discussion, assume this is true. Um, I've got some general thoughts, some general theories, but I heard this question. I immediately thought of you. I'm curious as to your perspective on why you think that would be true. Uh, again, man, this is probably unfair, but I like to do this because it's knee jerk reaction and you can, maybe you're right. Well, there's no right or wrong either. So right. This is a paradox, right? I think if you, if you see those material things as mattering, you're in trouble. If you see the ring or the value of the ring as being significant of anything, you're in big trouble right away. And the, and the wedding the same way. If you see the wedding as a party, if you see the wedding, as, maybe you care too much what others think. That's a good. That's that's something, Mark. And and what 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 happens eventually if you care about what other people think, which a lot of us do at some point in time, and then almost everybody phases out of that. Almost everybody grows out of that thing yeah. where they care, and then when reality sets in, and you realize, oh crap, we put ourselves in debt, or we wasted all this money. We gave 20 grand to a resort that makes millions a year and we don't have drapes on the windows. Yeah. Th- that's when I think that stuff sets in like, oh, I've made a huge mistake. And it might not even be the person, but they looking at them just represents that. So I, 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 my knee-jerk reaction is just that materialism argument that if you, if you see those things as being important, then you're, in, then you're, you're, you're sunk because it's not. Another, another theory, potentially. People with less money used to settling for less in general not as nice of a car not as nice of a house yeah, maybe I'll, maybe their expectations are lower i will push back on the settling push Here, all you want here's what i think it is people people that don't have money are used to getting through problems yeah there 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 is there's not a lot of outs when you're in a pit there's not a lot of outs and you yeah. and you, and so you figure out how to deal with the cards that you've been dealt so it's not, I don't, I wouldn't call it settling. I think it, because you look at people that, dude, I could take you over on the east side by the fairgrounds and you'd see some of the happiest couples you've ever met in your life and they're 70 years old 
and you wouldn't believe that people that age could love each other that much. Mm-hmm. And I and it, and I would almost guarantee you that if you got to know their stories, it would be something like uh, something that looked really dark and and dirty at one point. Less pretenses, maybe less yeah. uh, less of a less of a show to put on. The money thing is probably a part of that, Mark. That if you if you are of lesser means, you are absolutely accustomed to making it work. Now let me let me tell you a wild theory. Not saying it's true. Just throwing one at you. Is there a correlation? Not one hundred percent clearly, but is there a correlation that attractive people tend to make more money than non-attractive people? Therefore, they're already attractive. Therefore, they have more temptation in their life. Therefore, they have more opportunity to go do something else. Therefore, they they get divorced. Uh, There's a lot of extrapolation happening there. And I like like that train. I don't like the station it leaves from. Um, Attractive people do not make more money. Making more money allows you to be more attractive. To others. You can wear nicer clothes. You've always had real nice haircuts. I literally used to cut my hair over the toilet. Globy. Basically. Yeah. I mean, I had, a, I had clippers. Yeah. But I'd throw the one guard on and shave my head over a toilet. Because why? It was free. Yeah. And that's what we had to do. All right. So now I, there are other things that make you more attractive to me or, or than, than oh, me. Oh, thanks. Thank you. You're welcome. More thanks. attractive than me. But I, I don't, the, there, are, there are some. Your wife would probably There disagree. are some poor people. She, my wife, luckily, I think thinks I'm okay. Decent looking, the um, the Aaron loves you. Yeah, it's all good. The uh, yeah, so I think that that's just another like a, just a different way. Man, when you're when you don't have money, Mark, there's stresses that come with that, and that wears on your face. And then you're and then and you're projecting. You know, you're not you're not carrying a positive energy with you, which is a real thing. Also, you're you're worried about stuff, and so you're not glowing, and people aren't. People are attracted to that. Women, especially, man, they see energies and they. Oh, I think I think a lot. I think confidence. a lot. Well, that's that's the, the the one word I was going to say. Yeah. The collective when because women would be like, oh, I like tall, I like dark, I like short, I like funny, ni- I like nice, yeah, I like funny, I like whatever. No, I like confident. Universally speaking, yeah. that's the one that comes up a lot. Completely confidence. Agree. Something about confidence speaks to women and in dude, a way that you, the other things don't. You, it, it's hard to be confident when you're worried about bills. Yeah. It's hard to be confident when you don't know where your paychecks are coming from or yeah. meals are coming from. Which, so how is that person attractive? Yeah. They're dirty. They're worried. They're negative. Yeah. So it, could we doll, I mean, like, could we take them into, what was the, uh, the gay show where the guys would go, the five, five oh, gay. Queer Eye for, queer the, eye straight for the Straight guy. guy. Thank you. Could we get those guys to grab a hold of, a homeless person and in an hour make them look like a completely different human being. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Would you see it in their eyes? Probably not. You always do. Yeah. You know what I mean? You would, would you see the change. No. Well, yeah, not. yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. Well, they haven't changed inherently who they are exactly. as a person exactly. at that point. Um, yeah. I just found that interesting. That is a good one. You know, you know what? I'm leaving. I'm, I'm out of here. Nate, Nate just, just showed up. In. He flipped me the bird already. <sighs> That's all we got anyway, man. Yeah. You do have to get out of here. Uh, again, happy birthday to, to my happy wife. Happy birthday, Katie Charter. She got the song that makes her special. Uh, what do you got? Uh, got plans? You Nate just to- sat in KK's chair. That's going to cause an issue. Okay, we're out of here. What do we? Wait, wait, what, wait. What KK gets KK gets that 
vet chair and the couch? What yeah. The hey, let's plug, know, just start putting your name on the things that we can't have. Okay? Let's plug. Hey, let's plug one thing for our friend Jay real quick before we get out of here. Yes. Um, it's tomorrow. No. Sunday. Sunday. You sure? I don't give the wrong Sun- day. Sunday's the 11th. Yeah, okay, Sunday. Yeah. Sunday at JCD and Hobby, which is on Southeast 14th from, do you know the time? Man, I don't. Okay, look it up. All right, this is a free plug. This is a really cool thing that he's doing. uh, But Jose Canseco is coming to sign autographs for two hours at Jay's. Jay's a friend of ours. He's been on the show before. Um, So if you've got a kid that maybe wants to meet Jose Canseco, get something signed, or or a dad that wants to do it too because he was big when we were growing up, um, he'll be there for a couple of hours in the afternoon on Sunday at JCD and Hobby. So uh, look that up. They got a Facebook page. It should be easy to find. Anything else? Nothing else. Awesome. Thanks for listening. Sorry it was short, but that's what we do sometimes. We'll see you next week. Another episode of Jump the Shark is in the books. Ross and I hope you had fun with us and we made your week a little better. If you love the show, you can help the show. Please subscribe to us wherever it is you listen to your podcast. You can also show some love by telling others about Charterhouse Real Estate. We have made it easy for you to talk about us by charging sellers a lot less commission. They will thank you for giving them our name. We truly appreciate your support and we will talk to you next week.